I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, listeners of Lower Your Expectations. Welcome back to the podcast. I've got a laughing guest sat right to my left. <laughs> it's already jokes. <laughs> Maisie Peters. You've said three words. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Marcus? Very good, thanks. How are you, Matt? Yeah, very, very good. It's nice sat across from Sport Relief over there. Both <laughs> yeah. wearing matching red, so for, it's lovely. For anyone that's listening at home, not watching online, Maisie and I have pretty much matched outfits and we do look like we're doing something for Sport Relief. So who, is, who is who? Well, I think you can be Claudia. I accept that. Welcome to our podcast. Is this your first podcast it is my first podcast (laughs) 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 do you listen to podcasts gonna put it out there not really obviously this one i obviously listen to this Mm -hmm. all the time i have a very short attention span when it comes to things like entertainment things like i'm not really a film person not really a podcast person i'm just listening to music mainly Mm-hmm. I don't even really do TV. I feel like we need to actually intro you because I'm just like, yes. we have Maisie yeah. Peters here. <laughs> Everyone know who knows I who am. you yeah. are. <laughs> um, Maisie is a musician, singer, mm-hmm. songwriter. You're at a very exciting stage in your career and you've got a very bright future ahead of you. So you're born in 2000. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like a, it's a different generation to the one we're used to. And when you guys 91? Yeah. yeah. Are you both 91? Yes. Yeah. Two days We're apart. Are you? Oh, I put that in the job application. I'm like, <laughs> two days after you. Did you actually? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fate. It's like, who are you? Um, yeah, well, I guess it's not even 10 years. Do you feel like I've grown up in a really different time to you have? Yes. You did. You know, you've grown up. When, how old were you when you first got a phone, for example? Wow, I got one when I like walked to school for the first time. In short, we lived... Me and Marcus lived no. in the same place where we went to the same primary school. So stand back with your was born in 91. <laughs> we the same fucking primary school. What was the phone? It was like a flip. Motorola. Um, yeah, it probably was actually. <laughs> the age where we all got our first phones, like most people got them for like a birthday or something. Mm-hmm. Our parents must have been like having the most jokes at us because... It's like the cheapest birthday present ever. It was like a £10 phone that you would like pay as you go and no one would spend any money. So it was like a £10 birthday present and they're like, this is for you guys. It's a big, it's a big day. I miss topping up. You know when you used to do the... How did you used to top up again? It was like... You had you to buy, you had to to buy shop, the things. You? Yeah, you bought or the things you could, in a shop. Yeah. I texted. That was the stage after. That was the stage after. Oh, was that the stage after? You had to go and buy your £10 credit. Yeah, do you remember? (laughs) In like Tesco's or something. (laughs) Shout out to Tesco's. (laughs) So our first phones, we were chatting about it, was uh, the classic Nokia 3310. The reason I think we found it so like interesting like year 2000 is like, You've had social media feel mm. throughout your schooling and things like that. I sound like a politician. We didn't have that, did we? No. Like we had, I guess, Bebo and like MySpace and things. Yeah, but it's totally but different. I was now, never using it? MySpace. I wasn't cool enough for MySpace. Is it not the upward selfie looking up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, on the fringe. Yeah. I would have worked out really well then, wouldn't yeah, I? You yeah. That would have been fair. my to be fair, that yeah. been, yeah. <laughs> That was your time. What, have I done? Yeah. <laughs> what age were you got your first phone? And what age were you when you first signed up to social media? Right, first phone was probably, it's like year six. So, wow, that's like t- 
10 or 11? Yeah, 10 or 11. But it was because I was walking to school by myself. So my mum was like, safety. you need safety. Yeah. It was always a safety thing. And then I social media. Well, I got Facebook when I was like in year seven because my family moved to Australia. So we were like, oh, we keep okay. in touch. And then we just played Farmville and didn't do anything. <laughs> Farmville. <laughs> oh my God, I wasted so much time on that game. And then I had Facebook and you do the things where you like make collages of your friends. Oh. Yeah. Just, that was a big thing. I had some, you know, it, on Facebook it would be like seven years ago today. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love you guys. I <laughs> 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 like, said. Like, pictures of hearts. Anyway, I feel like I'm a little bit in the crossover point of social media because I, you know, I did, it didn't exist when I was young. I remember my sister got Snapchat. I remember her like running around the house, like just filming things and sending it to her friends. I was like, what are you doing? That was with Snapchat? Yeah, I remember that was like when it started, uh-huh. and I, but I didn't have it for ages. So I was going to mention your sister. Oh, she will love this. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Ellen. <laughs> well, you're a twin. I am a twin. So you're the first twin we've had on this podcast. You're welcome. What is it like being a twin? Okay, well, I actually get asked this all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm going to give you a boring answer. But I'm probably not the twin to ask, because me and my sister are quite like different mm-hmm. we're not those twins and i know them that are like super no, no, tight no. I, like, I met your sister and you've, oh, you have i you? was you came to my gig i did with yeah my, yeah and you came and in the same time she was teacher. one of the most confident people yeah I've ever i met. think she told you my success was down to her yeah, oh yeah she <laughs> yeah, fully yeah. did <laughs> she stood there and she was like you're gonna be at cara Delevingne. i'm gonna i'm gonna be your sister <laughs> so if one of you gets hurt the other one doesn't feel it no that, that's not is that just a no, misconception the, that's just yeah a, i think maybe if you were like i don't know because we're just quite different like we've always grown up really different with super different people we've got different friends and different interests so we've always been quite like sisters and we're kind of both like the old and the younger in different ways i think that i do know some twins that say that when their twin is upset they're upset i just don't give a shit about ellen so you know <laughs> is there like a twin commune or something how do you know other twins i don't know any twins this is the first twin well, I've met. you all go to school together don't you uh, so you all say you all know each other all the twins, all the twins. <laughs> yeah. my mum's a twin actually is she yeah i've never asked her does she that means you could twin have twins if you have oh no it goes to it's the, the, it's the yeah. few, I, I used to think that when i was growing up and i was always like i'm gonna have twins and then scientifically <laughs> i was like i don't think that's, that's, how, it that's works. how it works actually <laughs> so before we get into music chat and youtube chat i want to ask you about your obsession with i know what's coming oh i might maybe not i have one guess what's your guess say it at the same time three two one. Sean Mendes. <laughs> right. I only say this because... It's on my Twitter a lot. I mean, it's That's on your Twitter fair. a lot. No, it's a very fair question. And I want to know your thoughts because I feel as your career blossoms, yeah. there may be an opportunity where you end up meeting him, you end up in the same room as him. Right. This How is the joke, you- <laughs> though. Right. Because the thing is, I'm not one of them girls. I never was when I was growing up. I was like, I love Justin Bieber with my whole heart. Mm. I was just never into it. I was like, I don't really care. Started as a joke with this Shawn Mendes thing because I just actually do think he's really talented. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually do he's a great really songwriter. respect. I think he's a really great songwriter. I think he seems like a really nice guy. He's really young and he was really young when he was successful. And you watch interviews and I think he seems just really well-rounded and mm-hmm. nice, nice and kind. Anyway, maybe calm down. Um... <laughs> But then, so that was one thing. I was like, I just like Shawn Mendes. I was like, oh, he's also fit, which is a different thing, and, but also a fair thing. I actually feel like it's not impossible that me and Shawn Mendes could go out with each other. Okay. Because we're not that You're different really in age. You're really at that sort We're not of. that different in age. There are stranger things that could happen than me meeting Shawn Mendes. Like, mm-hmm. I know people that know people that know Shawn Mendes, like, because I obviously do a lot of writing, and there's, like, a community around that. It could happen. So it's kind of become a joke where it's like, now nah, but like Maisie this is the one you should go for because this is the realistic love Shawn Mendes out of all the other boys I know thanks guys but now nah, I do actually just rate Shawn Mendes and now it's a joke 
that. But the thing is, so like me and my keys player, Christina, this was like the joke that bonded us when we like first met um, and we're practicing together. And so now I'm like, Christina, it's not that far. It's not that impossible that we'll meet him together. <laughs> and then we'll both be like, hi, Sean. <laughs> Hello, how are you? So Basically. you don't believe in the don't meet your heroes then? Mm, you I, think fair, marry your heroes? I feel like, yeah, <laughs> marry your heroes. Have lots of children with them. Oh no, we definitely can't put that on the internet. <laughs> um, but no, because I think I have other heroes. Like I'm a big Taylor Swift fan for lots of reasons. I feel like if I meet Taylor Swift, I kind of don't want to. This is the thing. Like, but you're the kind of person who would be really composed. I don't think mm, oh, I'm no, a very awkward person. Like... So whenever I meet someone I'm a fan of, I just go into this ball of cringe and don't know what to say. Whereas <laughs> yeah, I feel no, like I'm... you would just nail it. Now I would with Taylor. <laughs> I I literally I had a dream the other day that I met Taylor Swift and then I had to go and see some pirates. That's irrelevant. You had to go and see some pirates. Yeah, I like got yeah. thrown into this. I got thrown into sea with the pirates because I fucked it with Taylor Swift so bad. She was <laughs> like, <laughs> you, "There's you're definitely weird. some subliminal <laughs> messaging." Yeah, in that, I isn't know. There? <laughs> I really see it. You know, some people. Right, I had this with Beyonce. I have a real theory that she's just not a person. Like, I just can't imagine Beyonce being someone that does things in a day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what does she do? Does she, wait, like, she wakes up and, like, and she has kids, so she probably, like, gets her kids breakfast. I, mean, I just Does I... she go to the shop? Does she go to the dentist? Just picture them in her pyjamas yeah, watching something on Netflix. I mean. Like, just, what like, does she go to watch? There. Just hanging out, eating some... Chris. What does she? Yeah, Chris. What, <laughs> yeah like the <laughs> things that we do. We just on oh, Friday yeah. night, just sit there eating, saying, "Get the walkers in." Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, thirty six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. So let's backtrack a little bit. Mm. What inspired you to get into music? Who inspired you to get? In, I'm going to ask loads of questions. When was the first time you picked up a guitar? You realized you could write a song. I was inspired literally by Taylor Swift. Anyone watch Love Story, the music video? No, sorry. sorry. I mean, it's not really your thing, but I'm going to make you watch later. I'll send it to you both. Um, <laughs> it's basically Taylor Swift, like, in a wedding dress, acting out Romeo and Juliet, so it's like country pop song with a key change, and it, like, shook me to my core. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, this How is old so were you good. Roughly? I was probably, like, 10 or 11, maybe. Okay. And I always, like, wrote, like, poems, stories and shit as, like, a kid. And could you sing by the age of 10? No, had you started not. singing? I, well, you... like, this is the thing. My family aren't musical at all. Mm. No one. I did, like, choirs and stuff, but everyone does that as a kid, like, just joined <laughs> a school choir. I, was not, I wasn't one of them kids that were, like, good at singing. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I sounded like a kid. And then we had, like, a really old keyboard. Not even a keyboard. It's, like, a 
plastic thing that I like kind of picked up and started doing. And then I wanted to learn guitar because previously I'd learned flute for a good four years. Classic. Absolutely. I was so bad. And my sister learned clarinet and she was so bad. That was quite musical though, to go for flute and clarinet. Yeah, but I think it was just, you know, like just pick an instrument in primary school, like off you go. We were honest. I honestly remember my sister doing Old Madonna Had a Farm and I just cried. (laughs) I was like, this is too bad. I can't. Mine was the recorder. Yeah, I did recorder. Yeah, recorder was popular. (laughs) Chasing cars on guitar. I remember everyone learned. I picked up my friends, she lent me her guitar. It was like a nylon string, kind of cheap one. But I started learning on that and I brought it to school for a guitar lesson. And then I left it in the music cupboard and somebody broke it. Disaster. It was disaster. <laughs> yeah, I felt really bad. And so I said to her, like, when I'm hugely rich and successful, I'm going to buy her a sick guitar. Nice. <laughs> yeah, she replaced. I haven't done that yet, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not quite there but, yet. Well, which leads me into the next thing because you have signed a major record deal, signed a major publishing deal. It's very, very exciting. But how was that whole process for you in terms of you started making music on YouTube? You know, you started yeah, yeah, posting yeah. your original YouTube covers on YouTube. You didn't do covers, you just put up your own original stuff, mm-hmm. which I think that's what's so amazing about you is you never went out to do covers. You were just like, hey, I can sing and I can write my own stuff. And then that kind of develops, and then you go into meeting all these labels how was that process was it nerve-wracking no but i'm not a very nervy person i have this excellent life motto which is like just don't think about anything yeah just don't i literally think about nothing somehow um does that mean so, you're always in the now then if you're not thinking about anything because normally just, when you're thinking you're like oh yeah. i've got this on the horizon no. well i actually to be. have recently like i've got i'm releasing some things um, during this year and there's a lot to do and so now I am a bit like more in the think <laughs> mindset but like definitely all like when you're meeting people or doing meetings or have especially with that sort of thing and like gigs as well mm. I'm just I'm just literally I'm like I just don't think about it which I know is kind of counterproductive because as soon as you think about not thinking it you're thinking about it <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm just not an overthinker like I had this conversation in my writing session the other day because we were like talking about whether we're a warrior and I was like I'm not really like I'm in between mix. so I I'm someone who doesn't think about things until about an hour before it. Yeah, and I'm then in my head, I'm like, oh shit, th- that thing's happening that I haven't really planned yeah. for. Yeah, the downside <laughs> is you don't actually, no- you're not normally very prepared, which is yeah. fine for most things. But for some things, you do, like for example, this, I was like, this podcast, I was like, I'm just rock up, yeah. which actually is fine. But like, if it was something more serious, I would have been a little bit fucked. I just, <laughs> I just turned up like, hello everyone. <laughs> Can I take you back? So you said you started writing poetry and short stories and things. Mm-hmm. So what inspired you to do that? Because that clearly shows that you've got a creative kind of flow running through you. And you're saying mm-hmm. that your family weren't musical, but maybe they were creative. My dad's a geography teacher. My mum was like a journalist and now works in the police. I mean, I guess I was I was a huge reader when I was a kid. I like read everything, vastly inappropriate books <laughs> all the time. I just literally... I really don't read that much anymore, but like, as a kid, I was one of them. But I just thought it was something that everyone did. And I guess my house was like, my parents you did encourage me and my sister to be creative. Like, she's really good at art now. And she used to make like milk bottle elephants, I remember. <laughs> like milk can elephants. And we had like 20,000. And my parents were like, we love them, Ellen. Keep, keep them coming. <laughs> it's actually jokes over the like, ages. So I guess it was kind of like encouraged. But it was, my parents were never at all like, you should do this or you yeah. should do that. Like everything I did so I was in a band like to fill in the gaps I was like Taylor Swift Maisie starts writing songs and then I was in a band with like a couple of my friends for a few years and again like it wasn't serious but like we did a lot of gigs and we like put out some music and everything um, and I will never reveal the band name because it's still on the internet oh, I need to see this 
I might show you later, yes, but please. I literally <laughs> will never, ever reveal the name. Mark's like contractually. But yeah, so I did. That, but my parents, anyway, my parents were never the sort that were like, you should do this or this. They always just like do whatever you want. It's nice to have supportive parents in that way rather than necessarily pushy parents. Yeah, so much. And even with like nowadays and with all the stuff I was up to and I do now, they're like interested and they'll be like, oh, what have you been up to? But then never like, they don't care in the same way I know that other parents like invest in their child, children's lives as if they are their mm. own. They mm. obviously care, but in a different way, which is much nicer. But sometimes they may be showing that they're caring by letting you go exactly. and do everything, and explore do these yeah. avenues. Yeah, your yeah, your yeah. mum is a legend. My mum is <laughs> a legend. Is Just FYI. Legend. We absolutely <laughs> love Diane in this house. She's so quality. <laughs> on the subject of songwriting, moving on from that, I feel like in the music industry, there's a lot of people who make songs and a lot of people might not know the process that goes into making mm. a song. So someone could just sing a song, but they might not have written that song. Yeah, Do you have an opinion on that? Because coming from someone who right. you have a craft and you write your own stuff and you're really passionate about that. Do you have an opinion on people who don't write their own stuff or, or pretend that they do write their own stuff? I mean, there's like two things I want to say about this. First thing is, because I write my own stuff and then I get to release my own stuff, I'm really lucky because I get to write it and then I get to put it out and people are like, I love that and I get to feel that people like what I'm making. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a writer and I write a lot, like I write a bit for other people as well and I do songs and I like, pitch them away and I'm friends with a lot of like just songwriters. Recently it's actually been amazing, I think, in the past few years they've really got the credit they deserve. But I think I would love, and I will do this I am, I'm sure when I'm doing going further making more things, I think songwriters are so under credited because even if there are lots of artists that are like credited as writing their songs and absolutely fair play to them because they are involved and they're in the room and it's their idea and it's their life I'm not gonna have opinion on that but like songwriters they're so like so important like massive songs come out of these writers who no one knows of mm-hmm. and that's for good reason because they're you know they're writers they're not artists they're for their own reasons but i think I they would, I would love to see, yeah. And I think it is going, I think they are getting more appreciated, mm-hmm. maybe because I'm kind of in the community more, but Spotify do stuff now with writers, yeah. it's like a genius project thing. I feel like it's similar if you're also a producer, someone who produces yeah, the beats yeah. beforehand. A huge part of the song is obviously yeah, it's the like a huge, music creation. huge part of the success. But I think producers tend to get a little bit more credit than the credit songwriters. Than the songwriters. Yeah, maybe, I I, but... I mean, so that's one thing. I just would love like my songwriter friends to be credited more because I think they're so important. Mm-hmm. And then artists who don't write their own music. Because the thing is, Rihanna doesn't write anything. And like, I love Rihanna. Mm-hmm. And, and Rihanna is absolutely necessary in life and in music and for so many people. And as an artist, she's so necessary. Mm-hmm. I don't care that she doesn't write her own music. Yeah. And no one cares that Rihanna doesn't write her own music. It's what this sort of artist you are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, because the other day I was talking about Cardi B mm-hmm. with my producer friend. Because um, I am obsessed with the song Be Careful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like the best thing ever. And I think it's the best thing ever because lyrically, it, it like, I know so many girls, it was just like bang. Just like hit. they would, it would hit so close to home and everyone sings it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just think it's amazing. And then we were talking about how there's debate whether she writes her own stuff. And I think it doesn't bother me because to each their own, make what you want. And as long as you're doing it positively and not harming anyone, like, go for it. But I think, you know, rappers, like singer-songwriters, I don't love the culture of, like, you know, pretending you write something. Yeah, that's but then it's really I'm... difficult because I understand that you've, you, everyone feels involved and also it's not 
and like from a marketing side it's not the best to be like I didn't actually write this song but like <laughs> it means a lot to me um, I get that probably you don't want to say that I just think maybe for for you, for an artist who does do it themselves, it's just more rewarding when there is success because yeah, you feel exactly. you feel like it's you. Yeah, I mean, is this sorry? I'm not in this the music kind of circle. Uh, is this a thing? But like, but people are pretending to write their no, own songs. Not well, actually, I feel like more in like rap. Though. Yeah, I feel like there's been for me like in pop music and in like singer songwriter thing. Yeah. Singer songwriter, no, because you either write, you write it yeah. or you're not a singer songwriter. Especially like American pop music and kind of UK as well. We're actually pretty good at being like, that's the artist, that's the writer, mm-hmm. respect to the writer, mm-hmm. artist is chill. Like, Dua Lipa didn't write um, my favorite Dua Lipa song. Yeah, Neurals, yeah. but she also didn't write the one about. I don't give a fuck. I see the moon. I'm just, I, I, can, I can just reel off Dua Lipa songs. Oh, and you're looking at the sun, what's that? And I don't know, 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 and I think it actually, it's pretty good in pop music. We all, everyone has their roles. And mm-hmm. I feel like everyone really respects each other. I only know because of all this like Drake beef that happened with that other guy. Uh, yeah. I, all this like <laughs> ghostwriting <laughs> shit that I don't really know about. But I feel like, I don't know many people that- Shots fired at Drake. Shots fired at Drake. <laughs> I didn't, I kind of- Guys, kept leave cats. Drake alone. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Drake really needs our sympathy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's having a really shit time right now. He's but just no, happy he generally... he's been mentioned on this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure all. he'll be gas. Drake, when, when you're listening, mate, come on, stop, yeah. stop messing about. Come on, get, get in the room. to my text, Drake. <laughs> God. But no, generally, no, I don't know that many people that pretend. They're just, it's not like necessarily pretending. It's more like willful- kind yeah. of mm-hmm. lie where you don't specify maybe, mm-hmm. which isn't the same thing. But no, I think everyone's pretty good about it, to be honest. Can we talk about politics? Yeah, Whoa. I'm in. I literally tweeted, fuck the Tories last night, so I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you were uh, protesting when the American president visited recently. Sure, I was. And I was wondering, how you feel about you know for, for youtubers talking about politics is like a bit of a taboo like not mm. a lot of people do it whereas in music i'm wondering what was your think do you think about it before are you worried like if i put this is this going to antagonize people or are you just this is how i feel you if you don't like it mm. whatever that's your opinion mm-hmm. in classic mazy way do i think about it no should i probably <laughs> um like i literally did a gig the other day and when you get on stage i feel like something just comes over me especially when I have to chat oh, I just spout the most shit ever no but you're so good at that the, whole, like the holding awkward, you do on like stage you're yeah. so, you are very good at that it's like awkward <laughs> jokes and um, it ended up with it was the 17th anniversary of the NHS and then I ended up saying fuck the Tories on stage <laughs> to the whole room and then I said it and as soon as I said it I was like Oops. Take that one back, actually. <laughs> Don't tell my manager. Um, and my next guest is Jeremy yeah. Corbyn. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I mean, that's a bit of a joke, to be honest. And in ter- but in terms of like on a deeper level politics i think the thing is to me i actually in the way that i don't think about things i would just tweet about it anyway and i actually i don't have a huge platform you know i have people that follow me but it's not massive so it's not something i have to think about hugely i guess mm. i don't hugely worry and i think it's important especially nowadays if you are a young person you do have people following you you don't have to say your own like political opinion around the little election when jme like interviewed jeremy corbyn do you remember that yeah best thing ever yeah, but, and, but and then he tweeted like all the links to all the different political parties yeah. and was like how you read about it that's what i was, and I was about like well that's sick like we instead of it's maybe my take yeah. of just beef the tories which is fine 
but I think on a serious note, it's really important that people do that because so it's wider education. Gonna, yeah, in yeah, this yeah. Space. I feel like for the younger generation, it's so hard. It's such an overwhelming topic to try and get involved with. So I think what you said is great. Like if you can shine a light on, hey, here's some great stuff. Yeah, Go yeah, have yeah. a read, and then you take away your own. Exactly. Yeah, I just think it's important right now to not not talk about it. I mean, don't force yourself to. But like, if yeah. you have something to say, like if you yeah. if you then just say it. I think. But then I get as well as whole like especially on twitter whole culture of like what you should and shouldn't say and what's going to come back and what you don't yeah. realize is going to be misquoted I'm, and i'm not someone that's going to be subject to that hugely I'm i think if you're mind, confident yeah. in what you're saying though and you've got reason to back up what you are saying which i think you do yeah. then you're going to be all right yeah 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 but i get why politics is something that you wouldn't if you're not confident in what you're saying and also but also if you have a there's just so much well, it's just a touchy subject nowadays, isn't it? it's isn't always it? up yeah. for debate there's always well, someone money to, politics yeah. religion yeah. you don't talk about it at the dinner table so yeah. religion yeah <laughs> <laughs> next, next step but I know I really commend you for talking about it because I think more 18 year olds need to in this but I think lots are I, I, lots of my friends on Twitter and like my lots of my artist friends in all fields I think we all are really in, like, yeah. engaged in it. I think it's something that's definitely going to increase. Well, I don't know about you, but when I was 18, eight years ago, we weren't. I wasn't. Like, in yeah. us, well, it, when election it came round, it was like, oh, yeah, everyone's talking about it. What do my parents think? Oh, okay, that's yeah. what I think. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. We've that spoke about me, it before, yes. and that was us. And it's, I kind of like that, though, that the younger, the younger yeah. generation coming up are more like, hey, we have a voice too, yeah. and we should be heard. Well, I think Brexit really, actually, as... Obviously, I I don't agree with Brexit, um, but as a thing that happened as an event, I think it was like hugely important, like really pivotal. Because I think I remember it was the day of my prom. Um, oh, no. The results, <laughs> I know, great day. Yeah, what a great day. <laughs> but like, I think that vote, and you kind of everyone kind of knew about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the loose way that everyone actually did kind of know about it with no facts, but ev- you know, everyone kind of knew about it, and so and everyone I think kind of thought it would be fine regardless of what they actually wanted to happen everyone was like it will be fine yeah. but I like regardless of the decision like the fallout of government afterwards and the whole <laughs> shambles that's been since regardless of whether you voted in or out like still been a bit of a shambles a shit show <laughs> and I think that's really been like oh shit like ah, oh, that's actually quite important mm, yeah. and I think a lot of th- I do get with politics you can not really see it in action in your life Mm. And unless like, I studied it for A level, but but I get that if you're a young person, you don't really see it. Like, yeah. as it kind of slips by. But I think Brexit, everyone was like, oh, like our prime minister, and like prime ministers, that's something most people have a grasp on. It's like, where's David Cameron gone? Like, why? <laughs> who is Theresa May? Like, why is Boris Johnson? Like, it was like, what is going on? Yeah. Like names that you know. Yeah. I think that was really important for like progressing a lot of people's opinions. So YouTube, yeah. What do you think of it? Good luck. We'll see you later. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Who did you I watch think... on YouTube? What was your first experience with YouTube? Okay, yeah, that's more tackleable. Right. <laughs> I watch. Okay, I rem- I actually really remember. New- it was a New Year's Eve, and I was probably like twelve or thirteen, and my sister was like Maisie, classic Adam on the ball again. 
I, she was watching something. I was like, Adam, what are you watching? Because it was like a dark video. It was like someone holding up bags. And she was like, oh, it's this girl called like Zoe showing me like her Primark call. And I was like, that sounds shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then like a year later, I'm like, oh, fair. It's like the whole thing. And obviously it's not shit. Creds to them. I think YouTube was sick. I was actually explaining it. I was working with a good friend of mine, producer, the other day, and he's not on the internet. He doesn't have Instagram mm-hmm. or anything. And he was like, "What? So why do people watch YouTube?" And we actually got really deep into it. And I was like, "It's escapism. It's like TV, but it's like people you know." Mm-hmm. There are elements of every art field that are less desirable, and I don't think you yeah. can judge the whole platform on that. But I think it's given so many people like a voice mm-hmm. and especially YouTube at the beginning kind of with you and Zoe and Alfie and all of those people I think it's like all these people that I don't know what they would have done otherwise and yeah. like they, I think they really helped loads of people and I think YouTube at a point was really it was like a community yeah. for it pe- and was. it was like for everyone I felt really democratised at one point like really like anyone can join in mm-hmm. It was a very open community. It was very nice. There was no drama. There was no boxing fight. Uh, (laughs) But it was just really, like, a really, like, interesting place as well because, obviously, it was so democratised. It wasn't... You didn't have to do anything or be anyone to do Mm -hmm. it. You just had to have a camera. Arguably, it's not the deepest entertainment form in the world. But then I kind of can't be bothered with that argument when people are like, oh, it's like a waste of time. So I'm like, so many things are not that deep. And that's fine. TV is not that deep. We're all like making up fictional things. And but then, you know, you, you were obsessed with Love Island as well. Yeah. That, that could argue not, that to say but not that's that. That's why I have the same. It's the same thing with YouTube and Love Island. Like, I will go in and defend because I'm like, it's all like superiority as well. It's all people that have a complex and think they're better than that. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Like, people can enjoy whatever <laughs> they want to enjoy. And there's no right or wrong. My career is from YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I'm where I am today. Like, I thought I wouldn't be without it. I have, I'm actually going to a party tonight with all of my friends I met through YouTube. That's cool. Um, we're all still friends. It's like, and loads of us don't make YouTube anymore and are at uni and, you know, doing like biology degrees or whatever, but everyone's still really good mates. But that's the thing. Back then, especially for me, it was a platform that brought a lot of people together. Yeah. Because when I did it, I was the weird, I've said it so many times, I was the weird kid at school who was making videos mm-hmm. in my bedroom. So when I met other people who were also that, we were like, oh, we're the weird kids, let's yeah. hang out. And we had <laughs> something to, friends. but now it's a complete different experience, a complete different ball game. And YouTube kind of scares me a bit now. I think one of yeah. the great things about YouTube that we've always found is the immediacy of it. So mm. I imagine for you, when you were creating a song, you just upload it oh, and yeah. be like, oh, Amazing. you can connect with people so quickly. Whereas now, and we're experiencing it, trying to write and go into like the traditional world of TV, you're going into the traditional world of music. Yeah. How are you finding it where you're writing a song and maybe it's, it's not being question. released for eight months or something? Yeah. It is... Great question. It is a, that's a good question. <laughs> go on. It is definitely different. I think it is... And it's going to be weird, actually, because a lot of creative types are going to have come from YouTube. Like, we, there's going to be a lot of this, of this transition. I mean, I'm actually... Music is actually, I think, better than film and TV in the sense that, it, especially nowadays with streaming and everything, it's quite fluid. The, the thing that takes longest is, like, making the song, I think, actually, and, like, getting it finished. I don't think, especially with the sort of artist like I want to be, I'm not... I mean, I can't release a song like every two weeks like I used to do, but that was a lot as well. I don't want to do that either. I, I, if I wanted to, I could, but I don't want to do that. Nowadays, it's actually not a huge jump because of streaming. I think the biggest thing with you is your backlog of songs. Like the amount... Yeah. I have like a, you have a 150 lot of songs. songs of yeah. yours. But the, so like, I do a lot of writing sessions with um, producers and occasionally like other writers. 
And so recently, like, after I finished my A-levels, I've kind of done like four a week. So if it's, so for example, we average that as like 16, that's like 16 songs a month, which is like- <laughs> Just mental. Which is like, an, like a long album or like two <laughs> albums, maybe if you like cut it down. And so what do you think about that? And I've, and I've also been doing writing sessions since about, for about two and a half years. And obviously you don't get great songs every time, but I, I really enjoy that. Um, process and people don't so yeah. it's a different thing for everyone but I definitely recently I've been like right I need to release more music yeah. like and as but I feel really happy now because I feel like the past two years have helped me see what I want to make well because you're with your age especially and like you said you people listening Maisie was still you were still in <laughs> Maisie was <laughs> you were still in college whilst yeah. making all the stuff that's pretty much out at the moment yeah you, yeah, was, yeah. you were doing that part yeah, time so you've only been full time yeah since like for like June. a bit and that's mm-hmm. You're, you're constantly growing through your age and through your learning in this space, in this industry. And what you're putting out now, what you're going to be making in a year is probably going to be way different already. Mm. So, And it's kind of linked back to YouTube in a way because it's like, I'm quite glad that I couldn't... Well, I actually could have, but I didn't. I had lots of good people advising and like, I didn't put out all of the stuff I did like a year or two ago. And now I've, it's kind of, to go back with YouTube in a really weird link, all these like YouTubers who are quite young just putting everything on the internet... Yeah because they don't know they haven't maybe got the guidance or they just have the ability it's too easy for them to just be like oh I've just made this random vlog of me like I don't know doing whatever I'm going to put it on the internet because I like it and there's something really great about that but there's a flip there's quite like a dark flip side I think Unfortunately, we need to wrap up. Yeah. That's a really dark note. I'm sad. Right? I love, <laughs> yeah, I love I short memories. Let's went, bring it back on a positive note. We, we unfortunately oh, no. aren't going to have time to cover the big question this week. Well, yeah, thank you for coming on our podcast, Maisie. Oh, it was a pleasure. And for anyone who hasn't listened to Maisie, I mean, just go, go and you search you on Spotify, Apple Music. That would be nice. Also, I wanted to talk, I didn't have enough time, I wanted to talk about your European tour with oh, yeah. Tom Walker Mental. Come and see me support um, Euro- you're going on a European tour I'm going to it's Europe too Mental. many cities to mention isn't it it's like yeah, a, it's a lot. isn't it 40 I don't know it's, it's, I counted. it's a stupid lot. amount I would definitely be coming somewhere nearest you so you should come it will be actually good where can they buy tickets you can buy tickets I will put it into my bios on my social media so you should go onto my social media and find it from there I'll put a link in the show notes too, guys. Wow, look at this. All coming together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please continue to subscribe, rate us five stars, and be nice to us. (laughs) 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 We get some mean comments online these days. So, uh, all right. Do you actually get mean comments? Yeah, online. Do you? Yeah. Not about the podcast. Cheers, guys. Not about the podcast. Bye. We'll see you guys next week. Okay, right, sorry. Bye. Bye. Brought to you by Lexus. Some things do more than their stated functions because exceptional things inspire you to do exceptional things. To this select list, we add the all-new Lexus GX. With its exceptional capability, you'll see possibilities you never knew existed, sending you far outside your comfort zone. But as much as the GX challenges you, it also spoils you. Its intuitive technology and luxurious features mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to it. The all-new Lexus GX. 